Absolute Radio is where you can hear Prince, Mumford and Sons, and I will wait, I will wait for you, and the Killers. Can you read my Absolute Radio, where real music matters. Absolute Radio is the home of rock and roll football. Barclays Premier League football commentary every Saturday afternoon. Absolute Radio, tick your radio diaries now. Well done to Vicky Blight, good work on all of that. Monday, in it. Three-day week for me. I'm off on Wednesday, back on Thursday, then off next week. Yeah, up yours. Up yours. A lot of um, presenters say, oh, hey, and hey, I'll miss you guys when I'm gone. Ha <laughs> ha! I won't miss you lot! Not in the slightest, you losers! Anyway, uh, this evening we are discussing the magic of quitting. Everybody's quitting! At the moment, the the Rebecca lady, although she's been arrested, is quitting. Uh, two coppers have quit. Everybody's quitting. If you ever quit a job, it is the most exhilarating feeling ever, isn't it? Oh, double three, oh, one, two, three, twelve, fifteen. When I quit um, LBC, which was um, wow, in like September, I think it'll be four years since I quit that place. Can you believe that? Um, and I, I quit because, you know, I was used to kind of getting my own way and then suddenly someone came in and I couldn't get my own way. And I thought, hang on a second, my contract's going to be up in January anyway. There's not a chance in hell they're going to renew it. I'm not really enjoying what's going on now. Why don't I quit? And it seemed like such a good idea at the time. I had no job lined up here or anything like that. Well, no, I didn't, did I? Um, well, there was a possibility, but no. Well, yes. Uh, and... You know, there was there were changes were being made to the show, and I was getting phone calls during the show I was doing from the boss then saying, "Oh no, tell Ian to stop doing that! No, tell him to stop doing that!" And I thought, you know what? I'm not enjoying this. It's making me miserable. I'm going to quit. And uh, I did it sort of in a cowardly way, but in in it was cowardly in that it wasn't face to face. I was in a hotel room with my agent. No shenanigans going on there, and um, we sent a fax. And an email at exactly the same time, saying, give you, give you a month's notice, I'm off. Um, and then, literally minutes later, my phone rang, my agent's phone rang, everybody's phone was ringing, and, uh, can't do this! No, he can't! He can't quit! No, no, can't quit! Sign the plan! And it was just amazing, just kind of um, taking control of a situation and being in control. And then I went in that night and we agreed that we wouldn't talk about it and I'd work a month's notice and bloody bloody blah And of course I got the phone call on Monday saying, yo, don't ever come back. Ooh, never come back. Um, so it was weird. But it was, it was very empowering and it felt good. It felt good stepping into something that was unknown and something that was uh, 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 quite scary. It felt good taking control, even though I was only taking control for, for a few minutes. And then almost immediately the control was taken away from me again. Felt good. Felt really good. Felt, it's a moments like that. We can expand this a little bit, actually. Moments when you feel alive. 
And that was one of the moments when I felt alive. I don't particularly feel alive now, didn't feel alive before it, didn't feel alive much after it. But that moment felt alive. Oh, double three oh. One, two, three, twelve, fifteen is the telephone number if you want to give me a call. Moments when you felt alive, moments when you did something and you thought, you know what, this is it. This is life. This is living. Oh, double three, oh. One, two, three, twelve, fifteen. And things you have quit. Sorry, I've got terrible indigestion. I had a fry up for lunch followed by a rice pudding. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I'm living the dream, kids. Uh, things you've quit. It doesn't necessarily mean to, need to be a job. Or work, although it can be. If you've walked out of a job, if you've handed in your notice, if you've quit, maybe you quit over principles. At the time I was doing this, I felt I was being quite principled. Looking back, well, I was probably being a little bit headstrong. But I felt like I was standing up to the man and I was doing something and fighting for the little people. Of course, no one else there who I, I kind of felt I was fighting for, no one else gave a toss and they carried on doing their jobs and were very happy. But I felt I was being principled. O double three O. One, two, three, twelve, fifteen is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. What did it feel like? What did you quit? Why did you quit it? Again, not necessarily about jobs. It can be maybe you gave up. Uh, you quit smoking. Quitting is also a stronger word than, than gave up, isn't it? I gave up. I quit. Quitting isn't for the weak. It isn't a sign of weakness. It's a very, very strong thing to do. These two coppers who quit, particularly the one yesterday. I'm not so keen on Yates, but the one who quit yesterday... It was very powerful. And that speech he gave, the, the press conference, where he's kind of flicking the Vs at David Cameron. How cool is that? You can do that when you're quitting. You can flick the Vs at your boss. You can flick the Vs at those people around you. And that's exactly what he did. I watched that speech yesterday and it was fantastic. Fantastic. By the way, you're watching the news at half, uh, half two tomorrow. The Murdochs. Oh, it's going to be good. Anyway. That's me clicking my thumbs. Oh, double three oh. One, two, three, twelve, fifteen. What have you quit? Maybe you quit smoking. Maybe you quit drinking. Maybe you quit drugs. Maybe you quit, I don't know. Have a think about it for me, would you? I'm keen to, to celebrate the magic of quitting in all its many mysterious forms. Someone t- uh, tweeted me, I quit listening to Tommy Boyd and thinking he was a good bloke after your interview with him the other week. By the way, I've got a little trick up my sleeve. I'm not prepared to go into right now, but I have not quit picking on Boyd. Don't, don't, just, I can't say anymore. Oh, double three oh, one, two, three, twelve, fifteen is the phone number. You phone up, you'll speak to Eloise, she'll take your name and number and she will call you back. It won't even cost you that much money. So here we are. Things you have quit and some wag will call in and say they've quit listening to this show. And moments when you felt alive. Maybe it was the most incredible sex you've ever had. Maybe it was quitting your job. Maybe it was getting punched in the face. Oh, double three oh, one two three, twelve fifteen. We'll speak to you after this. Tonight, Ian Lee, Absolute Radio. It's always been seen as a sign of weakness. Nothing weak about it at all. It shows great strength of character. Hey, 
Look out, ladies, and indeed gents. Eloise is here. Hiya. Hiya. How you doing, Eloise? I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm looking forward to having a three-day week and then taking a whole next week off. Me too. Are you off next week? I'm off when you're always when you're off. And what are you planning to do with your time off? Nothing. I'm going on a safari. Oh, that sounds exciting. It does sound exciting. And um, it's... I'm going to say this. It's a safari where you're allowed to shoot animals. What? Yeah. Would you shoot one? I've often wondered what it would feel like to fire a gun. And I've often wondered what it would feel like to fire a gun at, I don't know, a bear or a lioness. Oh. But you wouldn't ever eat a bear or a lioness. I wouldn't eat them, no. I would you're be hun- happy to kill them. If I did kill them, it would be for the sport. <laughs> Sorry? Surely that's worse. Why? I'm not eating them. Yeah, but just killing them for a sport, for fun, that's horrible. But the... It's not bad. No, no, it's you not. You are a terrible person. Well, no, I don't... You are a terrible e- person. I don't eat meat. Eating the meat is the thing that I perceive as being terrible and being unpleasant. No, ki- killing an animal just for, for fun. Food. Killing them for food is no, bad. killing them for fun. At least you're going to use them if you eat them. Just, I'm just I gonna... don't know why you'd want to eat a lion. Okay, listen, right. Think of all the sheep, pigs, cows, chickens that are alive because of my choice not to eat them. Probably thousands. I'm owed one lioness. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. You wouldn't be laughing if I had a rifle right now. I think it would be much better for you to eat a cow than shoot a, a lion. But it's not one f- lioness. I wouldn't shoot a man lion. For fun. But Why wouldn't you not... shoot a man lion? Oh, they're vicious. <laughs> I could probably take Actually, a Actually, I think uh, uh, female lions are worse because uh, they're the ones that do the hunting and the killing and they really? bring it back to the males who have the first dibs on the food. Oh, well, there you go. In that case, they deserve to be shot, the evil buggies. But it's not one for one. It's not a cow for a lioness or a cow for a zebra. Well, then why are you the one that made that point? No, I didn't make that, that point. You, I didn't. You're the one that said that um, that you must have saved so many cows' exactly. lives. It's thousands of cows for one zebra, thousands of pigs for one lioness. That's what it is. So it's not quite as it's not one for one. It's different. The ratio is definitely in favour of animals. Well, it's not when you put the reasons behind it. One is for fun. Yeah. Just just leave well, its carcass there and its poor little cubs, and no one's there yeah. to get them any food anymore because the females are. Are you saying you want me to kill the cubs as well? Because that is sick, Eloise. That is warped. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Well, what are you saying? What I'm saying is you shouldn't kill anything for fun. When I didn't say for fun, I said for sport. And Which as we is all know, fun. Sport is sport. not fun. You telling me that you telling me that the, the Sportsmen are actually having fun. Yeah, why else would they do it? Okay, you got me there. But this would be different. This is a once in a lifetime. I'm not decided I'm definitely going to do it. I guess you're allowed to on this. It's very, very expensive. It's just, it's a, it's a possibility at the moment. What's going to happen to this carcass? Well, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping we get the skin of it. I don't want to skin it. I'm not warped. And I would like to see the head stuffed and hanging on a wall. Right. Above a fireplace or something. That's awful. Well, I don't see why why it is awful. Well, so you won't eat them, but you're happy to have a rug of a lion yep. or a wall hanging. Or, or if it could be made into a cloak, that would be awesome. A cloak or a handbag. Yep. And you're happy to have all these little cubs without their mum. Or its tail as a belt. Feeding. <laughs> feeding. What do you reckon, Barry? 
uh, enjoy the skin of an animal without having the cholesterol trouble. Exactly, you well, see? All the fat's in the skin. But I'm not, gonna, I'm not eating no, it's not any of it. I'm not, not it. eating it, am I, Barry? No. Well, where, where, where was you educated? You don't have to eat the innards. You can just wear the... And it's a beautiful uh, fur coat. Well, then it's a waste. Who's going to have the middle? Well, you were around this winter. It's very chilly. Very, very cold. In yeah, but the fat cold. of the meat will be more warming than the skin. So what you should do is what? have a fat coat. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> a, a, cat, a coat made of fat? What the hell are what you talking about, about silence of the land? A A fat balaclava. <laughs> Cover your face in fat and maybe a nice innards scarf. I don't know why you just don't club a baby seal, Ian, to be fair. You've never done that before. Where where, 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 where are you going to get a baby seal in the middle of the jungle, Eloise? Everyone loves a club. Well, (laughs) I'm sure the lovely listeners who agree with you and your your killing sport will send you over to... You see what I have to deal with, Barry? Bloody lefties. Oh, lefties. Wearing her sandals, eating her bloody muesli. Jeez. (laughs) You want to get a dog on a string, strip it and wear his coat around you. Barry, you must have um, shot a few beasts in your time. Of course I have. I've I've wiped out many a rare species. I remember one holiday we out in Cornwall. Yeah. I went out what? on the moors. I must have wiped out several... Beasts this of is Bodmin. Where the st- this is where the story is, because I can't think of any wild out. Beasts of Bodmin! That's what I just said, yes. It doesn't work. Now, can do I kids, talk... Do kids... Ab- no, sorry, oh. you can't. Do kids know what the Beast of Bodmin is anymore? Let's ask one. Eloise? No. OK. <laughs> <laughs> when I was growing up, and I'm sure, Barry, when you were in your 60s, the Beast of Bodmin was big news. What big... is it? Well... It was... Till I shot it, yes. <laughs> it, was, it was a beast that roamed Bodmin Moors, and there were pictures of it. Yes, in the pictures that were blurry and were taken from a great distance, it looked like a black cat, but many people claimed <laughs> it was the beast of Bodmin. Bodmin. Where's beast Bodmin? Of, is it still on the echo? No, go on, it's on now. The beast of Bodmin. Bodmin's in Dorset, isn't it? Oh, I knew I was looking in the wrong place. <laughs> I, I, I shot something anyway. Yeah, anyway, let's get to the funny stuff, shall we? Oh. <laughs> I have given up being pleasant to my neighbours. Oh, oh, why is that? There are various people living in me who I've not liked for many, many years. Oh, are you going to be racist here at all? No! That's a shame we'll carry on anyway. No, not just people of all colours and persuasions. <laughs> but, you know, I now, you know, it's a nice summer day. Nowadays, I think I've never liked you. Why am I bothering uh, people like, uh, hello, uh, Barry, shut off. <laughs> Lovely day, isn't it? Up yours. Um, <laughs> you're looking well, fools. You know, it's as simple as that. And it, it's <laughs> invigorating, makes you feel good. Mm. Oh, where's Margaret today? None of your business. Now, go and take a hike, you... <laughs> You pull back. You know, how, is that, sort of, how is that going down, Barry? Well, it's well. It, it means I'm, I'm not bothered. I'm re- sorry, on sorry, the... sorry. I was referring to Margaret. How is that going down? I'm yeah. joking. I mean, the, the, the you you not being polite to your neighbours. Disgusting. No. What is not? It, 
Oh, it's going down very nicely because it's a lovely summer. So I don't want to be bothered with it. I don't want to be bothered with it. I've got a fence that should have been fixed some time ago. There was a time I'd feel bad about it. Now I'm literally pulling the slats off and flicking the bird through the slats of my neighbour's mowing his lawn. Horrible Americanism, flicking the bird. I've even had just my underpants on pull them down slightly <laughs> to show my cheeks, bent over to pick up a rake so they're looking straight into the new year. God, that's hideous. And if they don't, like, you know, winking at them sort of oh, thing. But the no, thing is, oh, sorry. come on. Oh, no, sorry. Please, no. please, But no. that's, you know, uh, it is, you know, after a certain age, you think, I, I don't like you, I don't want to speak to you, I haven't got that much longer, and it's invigorating, it's in, 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 in something or other. Oh, is that the echo? Ah, uh, the, um... Yes, finish the song, David Bowie. No point in looking now, because it's, it's gone, but the, uh, the Sun website had been hacked. I don't know how long it was up there for. I saw it. It was uh, well. It was it was kind of grim what they hacked it with. But um, some may say satirical, some may say harsh. Uh, but it's gone. There are, there are screen grabs of it all over the uh, the internet. How long? Does anyone know how long it was up there for? The Sun um, front page uh, website being hacked. Oh, double three, one, two, three, twelve, fifteen. We're talking about hunting. We're talking about being alive. We're talking about quitting. Uh, Anthony's in London. Hello, Anthony. Hi, how you doing? Hey, what can I do for you, Anthony? Oh, I am um, yeah, good face. Just heard you talking about quitting something, and yes. uh, just thought I'd uh, share my experience with you. Go on, fella. Um, what it is, I was about six years ago. I was about 18, 19 at the time. Yeah. Just, uh, I think I was just turning 18, actually. Worked at uh, Tesco's. Yeah. In a Hertfordshire area, and uh, basically, I just uh, worked, took a job part time, uh, got mugged off big time, just like shit hours. What's your language? Was category say apologies if uh, apologies needed? But but what's your language, Anthony? Uh, Anthony Newman. <laughs> Why are you... Sorry, I'm not allowed to say that on the air, am I? Sorry. We, we, no, you, you can say Newland, you can't say shit, OK, if we're being honest, OK? So those are the two... <laughs> those are the, the, just, just get that the right... So far, you've answered two questions that I haven't asked you as well. Go on, go on. There's another one. <laughs> so, Anthony Newland, what is your story? <laughs> I quit. I quit my job. Right. And, uh, are you sure you didn't get the sack? You, you did it. Hold up, will you? You, you sound like you've been speaking to my friends because there was vicious rumours going around afterwards saying that I stole CDs and I got sacked. Oh, <laughs> ah, did <laughs> you? The plot thickens. Did you, did, so you, did you steal CDs? <laughs> Uh, no, I didn't know. I didn't, I swear. But, uh, well, I know you swear. That's why I've got to give you a yellow card. That, that, that is brilliant, that is. That's so funny you said that. That's right. Made my day. Well, you sort of told me to say it, really. You set me up to say it. No, 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 no. Rubbish hours, yeah. like Tuesday nights, oh. Friday nights, oh. all day Friday. Who wants to work Friday. on Tuesday nights? <laughs> There's so much going oh. on on a Tuesday. Oh, no, it gets worse, it gets worse. What, all day what, Saturday. When's, when's it, nice? seven. <laughs> Oh, it's all yeah. day Sunday. An- and Anthony, like, no. Anthony, 
that's kind of what, that, that, that's kind of what work is. I did those those hours when I worked in the shop. That's sort of what you have to do, isn't it? We I'd, work I'd, Monday I'd, to I'd, Thursday I'd, nights. I'd quite happily do what you lot do. I'd quite happily. Well, but, you know. Well, you know you what? Join what, you one night, maybe. We'd no, have a right that's laugh. that. We would not have a right laugh, Anthony, and that is never going to happen. But if you want to do what if you want to do what I do, then what you need to do is you need to fail your A levels twice, have no idea where you want to go in life, then do a, a performing art degree for three years, then not work for three or four years and get really badly in debt and move back home with your mum, then work in HMV for a horrible, miserable Christmas and be incredibly depressed and vaguely suicidal, and then uh, have a bit of luck and get your own TV show. Well, to be that's, honest, that's mate, the plan. I'm still living with mum, and uh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, I can't even swear, can I? Well, nope, not again. Happens, it? Yeah, OK. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, do you know what I mean? Yes, I so, do. I do know. Do you know what I mean? I still live in my mum, so I end the story. Uh, well, you did mention another point, but I completely forgot what that was, but I did have a good point to bring back up with that, but I've forgotten now. Well, actually, but anyway, yes. anyway, yes. to put oh. the story blunt. Put, put the story I, blunt, I yes. I manager to sort me hours out. He weren't having it. No. Like, and about two months later, like, we sort out, don't worry, don't worry. I was like, no, no. Walked up to him at the end of the day, like gave him the keys back. He's like, Oh, you just went to finish in 15 minutes time. I was like, No, nah, take him, mate. I'm off. See you later. Walked up, Tough. gave him a little wave. Yeah. See you later. A little Bye, wave. Andy. Catch you later, mate. A little, little wave, you yeah. know, a little cheek, cheek smile. <laughs> See you later, mate. Well, Eloise and I are both miming your exit from your job. and <laughs> Boy, it looks gay. You know what I mean? I mean, I know you can pitch me, like, All right, see you later, bruv. See you later, bruv. Bye. You know? <laughs> it's not yeah. quite a see you later, bruv wave. <laughs> And, well, and you know your ratings have just spiked, didn't they, big time? Literally, they've spiked downwards. Yes, they have. Um, and, uh, Anthony, you felt alive, didn't you? Fuck it now, yeah. Oh! oh. oh. Jesus. <laughs> if you want to hear the full, unedited version of that with bonus swears, my, including my swear that I dumped... Uh, and uh, Anthony's second swear, then I thoroughly recommend you download the podcast because that is going to be worth it. That is going to be worth <laughs> it. I suspect that he probably will never work again if that's if that's the kind of language he uses. Maybe <laughs> serving people. <laughs> Seriously, go and download the podcast and just listen to Anthony's bit because that is uh, that is a rare treat. Speaking of rare treats, Alan Caddick. Evening, Ian. Evening, Eloise. Hello. Um. There's two things on link. They're all linked to the same thing. Okay, Alan Caddick, away you go, sir. Well, one thing I felt good about because it links to quitting. It links to quitting. Oh, quitting. Okay, yeah. The sub- one of the subjects we're discussing this evening. Because yes. I oh, was pushed before I was jumped. You pushed before you were jumped. No, you yeah. were, you you jumped before you were pushed. No, hang yeah. on. What did you say? He said I was jumped before I was pushed. He, he did jumped. say that. He did say that, okay. <laughs> and I went along with it and then realised as it was coming out of my mouth, it felt all strange and furry. Well, tell us the story, Alan. Well, I was working in a, a cocktail, cocktail, you got a cocktail bar when I met you. No, it was a bottle of Old Man Sousa. <laughs> it was a bottle of Old Man Sousa? No, the proper Old Man's pub. Okay, you worked in a proper Old Man's pub, yes. What, as yeah. a red boy? No, <laughs> collecting my empty glasses. So, OK, all right then, yes. You know, getting the empty. Yeah, so you, you're getting them empty. You sure you weren't working as a rent boy? No, I'm quite sure, yes. OK, and then you, you would know. me of farting. <laughs> so you were collecting empties and, in an old man's pub and someone accused you of farting? Which I didn't do. No, of course not. <laughs> of course you didn't. 
and they were going to give me the old elbow. Right. I'm not sure if it's a sackable offence. No, you can't get the fu- you can't get the sack for blowing off, Alan. I, well, I'm... they did. I they... think you could have. Um... That's that's, def- me. that's definitely unfair dismissal. I mean, yeah. Eloise is always blowing off, and I've tried to get her the sack on the strength of that. <laughs> it's not possible. That's why I've got my own studio. <laughs> that was that was the compromise we reached. She'd go <laughs> in another studio and do it. It's human nature to blow off, Alan. We all do it. They can't tell you not to go to the toilet. No. It's the well, same thing. It's just like what Benet blowing his own trumpet about his Brazilian bird, wasn't it? Yeah, well, you're just jealous that she didn't pick you. Which one did you do? Why Yeah. So tell us about this job, Alan. <laughs> that one's a job. Wow. And so, but, so, you, but, so you were jumped before you pushed? No, you yeah. were pushed before you jumped. Jumped by one of the old men. No, the management. So let me get this right, Alan. You were working as a rent boy in an old man's pub, emptying the the old men, and one of them... uh, Jumped you. Jumped you, and you blew off on him. No. That's an amazing story, Alan. No wonder you got sacked. Of course. You you would get a sack under those circumstances. Alan, thank you for being so candid and honest with us. It really is appreciated. (laughs) 0330-123-1215 is the phone number. Have you ever blown off on a... No. Have you ever quit something? www.thesun.co.uk It's been hacked again. It really is um, quite remarkable. Thesun.co.uk Go and have a look. It's that lol sec lot, though, unfortunately. Does anyone else feel like the world is melting? Right, right now, it's melting right now. Nothing is real anymore. The Sun website is hacked by those lol sec uh, people. All the police quitting their jobs... Newspapers big... David Cameron won't last much longer. Surely, can he? We're possibly going to lose our Prime Minister. Do you remember about three weeks ago? And the Lib Dems were having a terrible time. Three or four weeks ago. They were getting screwed over and everyone hated the Lib Dems. Well, now it looks like we're going to lose David Cameron. I don't like it. I mean, I don't like him, but I don't like it. I like things to be safe and normal and predictable. And Oh, it's the, the world is melting around us. Ben Jones is leaving. I'm doing a three-day week, then I'm off next week. Maybe I'll never be back. Who knows? We're celebrating the magic of quitting this evening. Well, several things. What have you quit? Ever quit a job? Ever quit something? It's quite freak. I remember when I quit the gym last year, I think it was. Because, well, I was a member of a gym, but not going. I feel very guilty. And I'd be at home trying to watch the TV, trying to watch a bit of cash in the attic, and I'd, I'd feel bad that the gym was there waiting for me and I wasn't in the gym. So sometimes I'd go and make a half-hearted effort not enjoy it. The moment I quit the gym when I went in and signed the bits of paper, man alive, I felt wonderful. For that second when I was signing the paper and they said, so can we ask why? I just don't fancy it. Could we tempt you with... No, no, just don't fancy it. 
felt alive. So, we're asking, what have you quit? 0330 123 1215. Uh, and when did you last feel alive? Doesn't happen very often, doesn't last for very long at all. Very brief moments. When you feel alive and untouchable. 0330-123-1215 and never shot an animal. Steve's in South End. Yes, Steve. Hello there, Ian. How are you? Steve, do you feel the world is melting around you right now? I, I feel I'm a, a little bit not as flamboyant as some of your earlier callers. That's what I'm worried about. A lack of flamboyance sometimes, Steve, is a, 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 an excellent thing to have. So don't you worry about that, my friend. <laughs> what have you got for us? Um, I've quit a couple of jobs. I think the, the, the most recent one I've quit, I was... Uh, I was a teacher, but I wasn't just a teacher. I was part of a senior leadership team of a, of a school. What the hell does um, that mean? Well, things that don't, you don't get called management anymore. You, right. get, you get called le- leadership. Okay, yeah. You know, it's all, all these buzzwords. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I quit and I had nothing to go to. Um, so I felt alive for, for the past year, really. We well, felt alive for a whole year? <laughs> yeah, it's been Don't... brilliant. But so what have you done for the, the whole year? Well, I, I didn't, I mean... I, Signed I, I on, quit. smoked a bit of weed, what? Oh, come on, no, no, no. No, 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 I'm joking. <laughs> joking, of course. So what, you, you quit, you had nothing to go to. Why did you quit? I quit because I don't believe in the education system of our country anymore. Wow, that's a sweeping statement. I mean, it's, it's pretty poor. Well, I think, I think the, the problem I have with it is that there's so many... The kids are only getting, they're only getting um, judged, you know, they're only, their exams are only testing academic intelligence. Mm. You've got 55% of the kids in our country that are leaving school without getting these five or more A to Cs, yeah. which, which, bear in mind, are, are made-up figures by the government. Right. And, there's, and, you know, if you've got that amount of kids coming out without getting that, and they're, they're demoralised, yet yeah. so many of them have got other skills, so, so many different other intelligences, emotional intelligence, creative intelligence. Yeah. Do, do you see what I mean? I do, Steve, yes, I do. So you quit? <laughs> you, you, no, I do, I do. And so you quit, and what was it like? Did you have to write a letter? Did you go in and just say, I'm out of here, losers, and stand up and do a wee-wee on the desk? What happened? No, no, that's a that's a lovely thought. No, I I, I just said I'm 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 going to try try something else, um, and um, but it was just a massive relief because the the school I was at was um, had the had the the dreaded Ofsted. It went yeah. into this thing called special measures. Yeah. New management team came in, and and you're getting forced to do things that you don't agree with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was just a massive relief. Do you ever um, fantasise, Steve? And I did. You know, you know this couple <laughs> that won. Not about steady on. Just I've used the word fantasise. Calm down. This couple that won 161 million pounds. Right. Man alive! Imagine winning that. Imagine winning that, Steve. What I would do, right? You win 161 million pounds. I would buy Absolute Radio, and I'd quit my job straight away. But I'd own. The, I'd go into the boss and say I quit. And he'd go, you can't quit. I'd go, yeah, I can, because I own it. And then with the other £160.5 million I had left over, I'd just go and go all around the world do some crazy stuff. Yeah, well, but, but that, that was the other thing I did. I quit. I used to work yeah. for Carlton Television back in the day. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. And, um, you know, you know what it's like in, in media, oh. and I've got a 50, 55% annual salary bonus. Yeah. And uh, so I quit and went travelling. Beautiful. So, and, and it that, fe- felt good, didn't it? Oh yeah, it was, it was excellent. But the thing is, I don't. There wasn't as much satisfaction out of quitting that because I loved that job. Yeah, well, that was a bit. Would, would you quit that for then, you muppet? If you loved it, that was a stupid thing to do. <laughs> no, I loved. I loved the being there and, and working with all my mates. It's yeah. brilliant. But to, you know, you know, sadly, 
I, I just didn't get that kind of internal fulfilment. You know, yep, I used yep. to go home at the end of the day and think, what have I done today? Oh, I yep. moved Unilever into the centre break of Coronation Street. It wasn't, <laughs> you know, that was it. Whereas, yeah. you know, the, 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 the stuff doing the teaching, you know, you go home and think, oh, I've, had a, I've actually had an impact today. Yeah. Steve, ever shot an animal? No. I shot, I shot a gun when I went on a, on a stag do. They're, they're pretty powerful. Wow, that's a crazy shot. stag do. Gun, the guns came out. Oh man, it was in who was it? It was in the Budapest, and yeah. uh, you, you get your certain guns, and then you end up they say you, know, you, you can pay extra thirty five quid, and you can shoot a Magnum. It nearly blew my hand off. It, they're so powerful. When I was filming in Hawaii for uh, for Lost, uh, probably a year ago, a couple of years ago now, and um, you, you're walking around in like Waikiki, and suddenly all these people come up to you and hand out flyers for shooting galleries, right? And you look at your shooting gallery. AK-47s, and they've got everything. Machine guns, yeah. magnums, all of this. And I was going to everyone else, guys, let, can we go and shoot some guns? And they're like, well, no, we want to eat. And they wanted to go and have cocktails and chat up girls. And I'm going, right, I'm married, I don't want to chat up girls, and I don't drink. Can we go and shoot some guns? I'll pay for everyone to go and shoot an AK-47. And they wouldn't, really, wouldn't let me do it. really powerful about it in there. I, I shot an AK-47 as well. It was a magnum, an AK-47, and a scorpion, you know, the one that... Keanu Reeves uses in, in The Matrix. Oh, dirty, fantastic. <laughs> the power. The power. And, yeah, it's, it's, quite, it's quite liberating. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I feel like a real man now. <laughs> have you seen the? Have you seen um, Bowling for Columbine? Uh, a long time ago, yeah, yeah. Because right at the beginning of that film, Michael Moore just makes a mockery of the whole gun stuff in America. Yeah. And he goes into a bank where they're giving out a free gun. If you open an account... yeah. And then, and then he just says, don't you think it's a bit dangerous giving out free guns in a bank? Yeah, and, that's yeah. how the, and they don't that's see how the starts. irony of it. Stephen, listen, thank you very much for that. I'm going, of course, listen, gun crime, bad, gun, you know, bad, but I'd love to fire an AK-47. Oh, Eloise, do girls, like, what, fantasise about firing guns, or is it just boys? I think it's just boys. Right. I couldn't care less. Really? I think it's a bit weird. But if you had a gun, and you're not shooting anyone, forget about the animals for the moment. Well, I'll convince you that's a good idea later on. Okay. But you're in a shooting gallery, and you get a gun, and you can fire it. I've absolutely no desire to do it. A machine gun? No. A rifle? I'd feel a bit frightened, and I I think that the power of it would probably frighten me because it's loud yeah. and I think I'll be shot back a little bit. I think you would. The recoil would be amazing. That's all part of it. And the, if you've got a rifle, the sh- then your shoulder, your shoulder going back. I don't back. like the idea of it. Wow. And, and you, when you just did that, right, yeah, you yeah. shot it like a metre to where you'd aimed it, didn't you? <laughs> this because the fire, the recoil. <laughs> yeah, it would be hard to aim it. If it Imagine powerful, it me now. doing that. It will probably be, oh, yeah, oh, I'll shot you next shoot, to me. You'd shoot me, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. What if I wasn't there? Well, I might just bring it home. Uh? <laughs> Don't be afraid of your freedom! My friend David is listening to us now. David, when the hell are we going to go out for coffee and cake and probably breakfast that you owe me, all right? Me Let's meet up soon, brother. Me I called him Dave. He ain't posh or nothing. He's welcome. Absolute Radio, Mondays to Thursdays, 11 to 1, except for this week when I'm off Wednesday and next week when I'm off. All week. Going on a safari and I'm going to shoot an animal. You have to pay a £1,000 extra to do it, but I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I'm 
ready. You singing along there, Eloise? I was, actually. I thought so. <laughs> it's Cheer Up Sunday, Jonathan! Ian! Hey, Fonzie! Fonz and the Fonz girls, chicks. Hey. Yes, sir. I've got two things for you today. Bring it on. Um, bring it on. Okay. Well, first of all, I need your advice and Eloise's okay. advice to an extent. Okay. We're, we're the people to, uh, to give advice to, definitely. Clearly, clearly, yeah. obviously. Um, on the bus, right? You can't speak to people. There's this zone of silence where you yeah. sit down. And you're like, you're in your own world. You can't speak to anyone. It's considered rude, weird, yeah. freakish almost. And there's someone I really would like to speak to, yeah. but I don't know how to do it. Now, there's two school, schools of thought on this. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, one of my colleagues at work says, uh, just just smile and they'll come over and speak to you. That won't work, okay. Yep. Just, the smile and is... they'll, just smile and they'll come over and speak to you. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's the worst advice you... ever. Well, hang on, wait until you see the other school of oh, thought. Oh, okay. Uh, stalk the master they get off. What? The fact that you've used the word stalk in that sentence, <sighs> Jonathan, surely would imply wrong, yes. that that is not a good thing to be doing. And no. illegal. So, yeah. And illegal. <laughs> so where's the happy medium? I'm, How do you speak to someone on the bus? I'm guessing it's... Um, I'm assuming you're a heterosexual, and I'm guessing it's a girl that you fancy. To an extent. Well, I'm not sure if... This is more hypothetical than anything now. <laughs> oh, it's a friend of a friend. A friend of mine fancies this girl on a bus, <laughs> and he doesn't know what to do. It's not me. It's not me. He doesn't know what to do. So I thought I'd phone you up for this friend of mine who it de- definitely isn't me. It's a serious point, though. There's this zone of silence on the bus, and it's very weird. It's like the tube. You can't speak to anyone. It's not allowed. No, you don't want to. Would, would, I, I mean, I don't want to speak to anyone anyway. If there was, a, if there was a way I could be completely cocooned from from anybody apart from this two hours, then I would happily. I, I spoke to someone out of context today, um, and it was all a bit uncomfortable and a bit weird. And I went on for a little bit too long. Where was it? Really? What was I doing? I went on. I. I they said something, and I something happened, and I said something, and then they said something, and it should have ended there. And I went on. And they carried on. I carried on, and it all got. I, I carried on too long, and they don't, they completely lost interest. What was it? I can't. It was today or yesterday, and I can't think what it was. Was this a stranger, Ian? Yeah, it was a stranger. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they lost interest with you. Yes, I know. Unbe- <laughs> um, unbelievable, Jonathan. If only they'd been carrying a radar diary, they could have ticked that off because that still counts. I know. Um, you, well, you, why, you don't. You, know, you never talk to anyone on the bus. You just. You, you just isn't done. You, you no, never I do. mean, in this in this context, it is a young lady, yes, and um, mm. so I don't. A, that's another problem. Mm. Hang on, well, Eloise. Is, I... Eloise wants to chip in. Yes, Eloise. There was a guy on the bus when I lived in Kentish Town. I used to see him every single yeah. morning, and we got to the point of smiling, but the smiling went on for a year, and we still never spoke to someone. And then he moved away <laughs> to New York. Well, how, so, how, how do you know he moved to New York? Because I found out that he worked with Mr. Grace Junior Junior's partner. What my head is blowing up, really? Yeah, and so I it's all part. Of, it doesn't work. It's all part of um, being young is fancying someone on a bus. When I was yeah. like um, seventeen, I guess, and was coming home from school every night, there would be a girl on this bus. Didn't go to my school, and she got off one stop before me. And I would get off at that stop sometimes. Think right, this is the night tonight. I'm going to go and talk to her, and I'm going to diddle it, and I never ever did. And part of me looks back, going, "Man, I wish I'd said something to her because it, it doesn't matter." 
matter now. But 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 I'm, in a way, I'm glad I didn't because that kind of yearning and that and it was for about a year, maybe even longer. That that yeah. kind of thing. That's what it's all. It's quite that's nice it's just about. to fancy someone. It is, isn't it? You know, and also there's no rejection. <laughs> exactly, you haven't got part with that. Jonathan, just, I know, just... But I just kind of wish that I, I could actually speak to her and just see what happens. Of course happens you do, of course I, you do. I, it wouldn't well, be what's the worst that awkward. can happen? Well, she hates me and uh, it's another now, awkward time. Uh, well, exactly. Very... You never now, had a friendship in the first place. But now, at your age, Jonathan, that is the worst thing that can happen. Trust me, at my age, 38, that's nothing. And I wish that... <laughs> that there are so Honestly, there are so many times I look back and I wish... From, like, the age of 15 up to, you know, like, 30, probably. Probably until I met my wife. So, when was that? Five, six years ago. Up until then, there are so many missed opportunities where I, I saw girls that I fancied and constantly saw girls. The only time, right, the only time I ever um, uh, approached a girl in, in a situation like that was, it was my second, I remember it so well, it was my second year at college, right? Yeah. I just had a meeting... Uh, me and my friend Michael Armit had just had a meeting at Paul McKenna's house, the hypnotist, because uh-huh. we had these. Bri- we were hypnotists, right? And we had these. Bri- this is when he was big. When he Can was you doing- hypnotise people? Yeah, he, used be, he used to be a hypnotist. Oh yes. Wow. Um, and um, we we Paul McKenna was big. He just had his first series on ITV, and we got in touch with him and said, "Oh, Mr. McKenna, we've got these ideas for your show." And he said, "Oh, here's my phone number. Come around my house one day, and we'll have a chat." And we're like, "Wow!" And we just had this meeting, and we were like. Barry Big Balls, right? And we were, like, dead. We were, we were full of ourselves. And I saw this gorgeous girl on this train platform. And my natural reaction was to walk miles away from her. And my friend grabbed me and said, come on, let's just go and sit opposite her. What's the worst that could happen? And we were sat opposite her. And he kept going, talk to her. Go and talk to her. I was going, I can't, oh, I can't do it. So Michael did it. But, then, so but then, right, she got off. We, I, we went past our stop. She got off. I got off, followed her. And on the escalator, I went up to, I went up to her on the escalator and went, I'm really sorry, but I've just got to ask... Do you, do you want do you want to meet up for a drink or something? And she went, yeah, okay. My name's Suzanne. Here's my phone number. And it was and she was hot, man. She was hot and out. Did you meet her? Yeah, we went out for a little. We went out for a few months. Oh wow! We went, out, we went out for Ooh, a few whoa. months and then we split up and then we went out again for a few months and then we didn't. And she like she wore stockings and suspenders, right? Huh? I'd never met a girl that wore real stockings <laughs> and suzzies. It was amazing. She was lovely. Considering you met on an escalator, that's pretty good. Well, Xanthi was her name. She was, she was absolutely lovely. And I went out of her for a few months. And it, it didn't work. These things don't work. But that was... Uh, but I've never been able to do it before or since. Ever. Ever. <sighs> OK, we should move on to my second point. Hopefully you've picked up something um... from those confusing <laughs> words of wisdom. <laughs> all I've picked up so far is I don't know what to do. Exactly. Well, you know, you're, you're a young man and it's, it's all confusing. Next. We'll figure it out. Uh, the next point is, uh, do you want a Scottish young lady to ring up? Um, no, thanks. No, Really? Well, if she, if she wants to ring up, she can ring up, but I'm not going to put She out... will only ring up if I mention her, so her name's Robin. Well, you've mentioned go. her. Well, hopefully, hopefully yeah. she'll call up. Yeah, I really hope so, because uh, it'd be a shame not to. She's been scared of you. I don't know why people are so scared of you, but you have this aura. Well, I, I meet, I, you know, I've met a lot of people recently say, oh, I'd love to call up, but I'm, I'm, so, I'm so scared. There's a friend of mine called Gemma who uh, runs a... She runs a Nambuka in Holloway Road, where my band played, and she goes, oh, Ian, I'm, I, I would love to find you. I'm so scared. I'm too scared. Why? Why? Maybe she's just scared of everyone listening. No, she's scared of me. She knows you. I know. I mean, she doesn't know me that well, but she does know me. And there are people that they think I'm just going to bully them or something. And I said, I said to her, and I say it all the time, I'm only rude to people if people are idiots. If they're idiots, then I will highlight the fact that they're being an idiot and saying stupid things. Mm. But if yeah, you're I mean, nice and sensible, like Jonathan is, or you know, or I mean, Gatford's quite boring, but not a good <laughs> example. But Jerry, for example, then I'll be nice to you. 
Yeah. If you're he's an idiot... He's as nice as hell to me. I exactly. Mean. I've been as nice yeah. as hell. Hang on a minute. What does that mean? <laughs> if people are idiots, then they, I will highlight their idioticy. Idios, idiocy. Idiocy, is that a word? Idiocy, yeah. Idiocy is a word, yeah. is it? Well, Jonathan, we'll see if she calls up 0330 is the phone number. <laughs> did I just play this yeah, song? Yeah, you did, you have. OK. Oh, that was in the last hour. Oh, wait, we wanted this. OK, thank, I, I thought that sounded vaguely familiar. Um, we want this nonsense. Auto-blast replace. Yeah. Ian Lee on Absolute Radio. Hello, dear listener. Uh, we're celebrating the magic of quitting this evening. Everybody's quitting. Politicians are going to be quitting soon. David Cameron, possibly. Possibly. Um, Rebecca Wade Brook Thing. Coppers. What have you quit? Jobs I'm keen to hear about. What The feeling of quitting is, is amazing. It is amazing. 0330. 12.15 is the telephone number to tell us about quitting. Also, when did you last feel alive? Gordon's alive. Oh, double three oh. One, two, three, twelve, fifteen. And also, we kind of mentioned about I'm going on a safari and I'm, I'm tempted to shoot an animal. Blue Earp's on the line. Hello, Blue. Good evening. Good evening, Blue. What can I do for you? Um, um, Ian, I was going to call. You have, you have called? And I, I know, I know. I Are you on hands-free? Uh, uh, no, I'm not. It's an awful... It's an, it does sound like you are. It sounds like your mouth is not even in the same room as the telephone. <laughs> Hang on, let's just have a look. No, no, I'm not speaking anymore. No, I'm... Um... OK, well, let's let's see how, how far we get with this. Go on. Well, uh, then I decided not to call, and then I decided to call again when I heard you were going to go and kill an animal. OK, that's, just... that's the history of you you're, yeah. you're calling the show. Let, let's get to the meat and there to veg. Um, why? I... I'm all for killing. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a certified carnivore. I'm all for killing right, right. Uh, and eating. Right. But if you're just going to kill it for fuck's point, you can go clay pigeon shooting. You, you know. But there's no challenge with clay pigeon shooting. It's just a bit of clay. The challenge is there in shooting an animal that's sitting in the sun and doesn't know you're there. You, what the challenge would be to go and wrestle the it. Hunt. And, and the do hunt. it with a knife. Or, Blue, Blue, or, you, or Blue, Blue you've got, you have no right. you have no right to even discuss this with me. You haven't even got the, you haven't even got the right to be on air talking about whether I should kill an animal or not. Because you well, are responsible. You are responsible. No, you're not killing it. You're too cowardly to do it. You haven't got the balls to kill an animal. You pay oh, well, for some farmer to go and do it for I you. I beg to differ. I beg to differ. When have you killed an animal, Blue? Well, I'm, I'm going to very soon. A fox killed my chicken. That's why I'm up today. A fox killed my chickens about three months ago, and I'm waiting for him. I'm going to get him. When he, next time he comes through my, my manor, hmm, I'm going to nail him to the fence. Um, how are you, how are you, how 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 are you going well, to how are you going to kill him? Well, I'm going to get a longbow or a crossbow, and I'm going to. <laughs> you, um, you won't kill a fox with a bloody longbow, Blue. Of course I will. You, you ever fired one before? Well, if, if not, if not, I'll maim it, and it will die of infection. Oh, oh, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Actually, Blue, it's better to maim an animal so it dies of an infection <laughs> rather than killing well, it outright with a, with a clean kill. With a clean kill, so that it will be hardly any. There'll be hardly any suffering whatsoever. It'll be bang. It'll be out like that. Yeah, it's better to maim it and let it die after a few weeks with an infection. No, you're right. Yeah, no, 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 no. You're totally right, Blue. Good argument. Just quickly, uh, regarding 
starting mate, you, you, fight, you say you've not shot a gun before, you say you've not got a huge amount of experience with firearms. So you're going to go to Africa, you're a very large animal, and you're going to kill it with one shot of you, because that's what's going to happen. You're well, going to probably no, hit it in the tail, what do and you... that tail will get him. What do you think? What do you think they do, Blue? They give you an intensive full day of uh, gun training. training. They're not going to let you just go out there and shoot a lioness or a zebra or, or a, you know, a yak just, just without any training, you muppet. Of course they're going to. This is what you're paying. This is why I'm paying fifteen thousand pounds for this holiday. Fifteen thousand pounds. You're paying fifteen thousand pounds for an animal. I, when I had my stag do, we were discussing on the internet on the, on the, yeah. where we should go. And my friend was coming in, in the far east, and he said he was in Vietnam at the time. He said you can shoot an AK-47 or a bazooka for this much money. For an extra fifty pounds, you can shoot it at a cow. So, um, <laughs> well, cow's no cha- cow's no yeah. challenge, is it? Cow, cow, cow there's no danger. Cow's a not going to kill you. A lion's no challenge. Yeah, but a lion. A, li- a lioness. It's a lioness. So, and, and you, they, they're going to do their research and make sure that lioness doesn't leave um, cubs. In the wild, in the wild plains of Africa, Blue, there is nothing more exciting in this life than one man against nature. One man with a rifle against the mighty lioness protecting her one cubs. One man and a rifle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, that's fine. It's, 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 you're, as long as you're happy with, and you can live with yourself. Very much so. Sport. Very much so. You wait, you, wait till, you wait till I'm wearing a lioness coat to work in the winter, right? You're freezing your nuts off, right? And I'm wearing a coat made out of the purest lioness. I'm going to do that thing as well. Well, they hollow the head out and you can wear that like a helmet. And I'm going to look like the bee's Fair knees. Enough. I'm not, not going to eat any of this. Not, not in the slightest, because I don't eat meat. Gonna... I'm a man of principles, Blue. I think you've undermined all your principles in this one action. So, no, yeah. oh, au contraire, um, au contraire. I'm, I'm owed for everything I've done, no, for, for everything I'm I've done oh, for yeah. vegetarianism by not eating meat, all the animals I've saved, all the interviews I've done, I'm owed a lioness or a zebra. A zebra rug in my, my house, yeah, once it's decorated, will look beautiful, beautiful. They're going to have a field day with you. I don't think so. Blue, lovely to talk to you. Maybe one day we'll find out what your real name is, because I'll be honest. Blue sounds a little bit ridiculous. O double three O. Thank you, Blue. Nice to talk to you, mate. O double three O. One two three twelve fifteen. I'm gonna feel alive when I've got that gun, got that lioness or that zebra or that yak in my sights. Fantastic. White lips, pale face, breathing. Fly, angels die. Eloise has made me chuckle with her description of uh, the best bit podcast. The best bit is Alan Caddick being a rent boy for old men and getting sacked for farting. It's true. It was That was the best bit of the show. Nothing will top that. If you've missed any of the show, uh, you can download the full uh, programme uh, in a podcast format with all the songs and the news and the travel cut out, but with the swears included. And we've had a few this evening. I would recommend it for the swears on their own because... They're quite funny. Uh, you can also get the best bits, which tonight is Alan Caddick being a rent boy for an old man. And uh, there's also the best of Barry as well. Um, you can get those on iTunes. Type in Ian Lee. And while you're there, why not have a little look for uh, Important Target, which is another podcast I do with my friend Ian Watkins. Uh, you can also get it, um, get the uh, Absolute Radio stuff on absoluteradio.co.uk forward slash Ian Lee. I-A-I-N-L-E-E. Why not follow me on Twitter as well? At Ian Lee. I-A-I-N-L-E-E. Um, and I will vet you, and if I like the look of you, I might let you be a follower. Jerry! 
Hey, Jerry, what can I do for you, sir? I shot a man. Wow, just to see him die. No, did you? Yeah. When? 1989. What a year, what a year. I was 16 years old then, um, had discovered booze, hadn't discovered much else, had I a little bit else, um, and was still as obsessed by the monkeys as I am today. But you were busy shooting people, Jerry. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm free after 1989 by the soup dragons. Well, let's, I'll look, I'll, let me just look at this bit of paper and I will... Uh, I thought it was a little bit earlier than then. Oh, it doesn't say. So I, I cannot correct you, Jerry, and I can't be bothered to Google it. Cliffhanger. It's a cliffhanger that will never be resolved on this show. Yeah, shot a man with a nine millimeter Sterling submachine gun. Ooh. Now, Jerry, let's let's put this into context. And I have to say, we don't condone the use of shooting people, guns to shoot people. But what the hell was going on in your crazy, crazy life? I was in the Saturday and Sundays. You were in the Saturdays. Saturday and Sundays. What the hell is the Saturday and Sundays? Territorial Army. Oh, my God. Yeah? And the training was that good. Yeah. Didn't tell me where the safety catch was. Right. So, let off a few rounds. Yeah. Next time I saw the bloke, his head was in bandages. So, uh, what, what, what? You shot him in the head? Yeah. Bloody hell. You're lucky you didn't kill him. Very lucky. Yeah, very... Well, he was luckier. Jerry, when you were at school, right, and you were doing the javelin, did your sports teacher, ours was called Mr Rose, uh, did he tell you the story about a young lad who wasn't paying attention and someone threw a javelin and it went through his foot? Now, our teacher was Frankie Cass. What? Frank Cass. He used to go, right, lad, get in the chairs. Yeah, I, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not saying you would have had the same sports teacher. I'm asking if they told the same story and, therefore, if it was apocryphal. No gun to four javelins. There we go. Thank you very much. Let's go to... Um, he's devastated now. The Apprentice is finished and I wasn't on his podcast. What? Gatford. I've still got one episode left to go. Well, how? It's finished now. No one's interested. <laughs> well, I've got to review the final. Boring, boring. Oh, well, OK. Well, bo- break, breaking news. Breaking boring. news. Yeah. No, breaking news. Yeah. I'm going to do a podcast about Dragon's Den. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. You've, uh, you've, you've, you've actually come up with a good idea there. Would you, you like to come on that? Nah. Yeah! No! No! no. no. I'm going to get Balatine instead, I don't care. I, I bumped into Balatine the other day. Did you? I don't think he recognised me. Oh, fair enough. Um, the world is crumbling around our very... It is melting, man. The this number is like... of websites that are now down is growing. Go on, so what, what, the, the, sun, the sun is now down. It was yep. going to the lulsec... Um, Twitter page, which you know, uh, are they doing? I, I'm never quite sure. Now they're posting people's phone numbers, and I that don't know seems if that's a bit wrong. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm being careful, Gaffer, because I don't want them to hack me. No, I don't um, want to get hacked. They've also now hacked the Times, oh. the Sunday Times, okay. and quite hilariously, uh, News International put a little thing up saying one of our websites has been hacked. They hacked that. Oh, okay. So oh, they're clever, but if if a little, you know, they're te- they're, they're yeah, well, it's interesting. It's, it's it's interesting what's going on. I, of course, I'm not allowed to condone it at all. And I don't know if I do condone it. I, I, it, it I'm just Gatford. Everything. I, I like things to be safe and solid and secure, mm-hmm. and everything is collapsing. How long do you reckon David Cameron's got? I think he's got one more week than Boris. Oh, do you think Boris is going to go? Yeah, he came out and, and said what? it was all rows of rubbish, and he said, oh, I fully stand behind the police inquiry and rah, rah, rah. Boris and is going to go. I hadn't even thought that as a possibility. There was, um, Boris is going to go. Ken Livingston, then... Ken Livingston was on Five Live the other day, right? Uh-huh. And the reporters were going, so, Ken, why didn't you um, uncover the hacking scandal when you, were, when you were mayor? And he was like, well, A, it's not my job. Uh-huh. B, 
Why didn't the BBC uncover it? What are you having a go at me for? I'm Ken Livingston. <laughs> Oh, he makes a good point. He does make a good. He makes a good, good point. point. Who else could be mayor then? I mean, if because if Boris is gone and and Ken might not want the oh, job well, now. Oh well, Lem- Opic will see this as his, ah. his his way in. I was speaking to one of the Segway sisters who are, are thoroughly entertaining, but they're bizarrely they're friends with that muppet. Yeah. And Lembert is still harbouring the fantasy of being the mayor of London. He's only doing it so he can get a little bit of, you know, interest. Uh, interest. Exactly. <laughs> How does he do that? His girlfriend at the moment's hot. He must have a a really good um, sense of humour. A really him. a really long um, resume. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. Unbelievable. Yeah. I rang to tell you about the time that I quit. Oh, because oh, I remember we talked about that at the start of the show. Well about done for picking up. o'clock. Yes. By the way, by the way, by the way, by the way, do you like the way that I'm doing topics and people are phoning yeah. in about the topics now? To hark back to the good old days. This is the, this is the fourth week of, 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 of it really? working. Don't mention it out loud because people okay. won't, will realise what we're doing and, and then they'll go it. back to talking about balls. Because then tomorrow they can tick their radar diaries. Yeah, exactly. Tick That's your happening. radar diaries now. Absolutely. Yes. I, I, when I did work experience at school, they, gave, they said you could have two weeks and one week you can organise and the second week we'll sort out for you. Oh, OK, yeah. So okay. the one week that I organised, yeah. I managed to get myself onto a computer games magazine. Oh, sweet. Which one? Oh. Uh, CMVG. CMVG. I was going to say that. Good magazine, yes. Yeah. Uh, did three, and then a couple of days on Sinclair User because I was a Spectrum fan at those oh, okay. days. How did you get on that, man? That's awesome. I rang up and asked. Oh, man, those are the days. And it was probably like done in nothing more than some bloke's bedroom back then. Well, it was a small office yeah. in um, in Farringdon. But, yeah, it was pretty much... And there was, like, one person who, d- who did all the writing for all the magazines. Beautiful. 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 And just you know, turned up and played games all day. Fantastic. Brilliant. Second week... Um, the guy in charge of work experience at school set me up in a firm of um, what are those? I've forgotten the name. What are those people that go and knock on doors and get money from people? Um, Christians. No. Um, if you go, if you can't pay the money. Oh, um, um, bailiffs. Bailiffs. That's it. I worked in a firm of bailiffs. How, what were you like? Fifteen, and you got a job as a bailiff? No, 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 no. I was in the office. Right. Right. And in which the more... one were you in the office? I've seen that. Um, <laughs> I know that, that big bloke. <laughs> yeah, exactly which one you were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Mackenzie Crook. Yeah. Um, and and it's in the office, and the yeah. guy comes into the office first morning, and yeah. I'm, I'm just making tea and filing and rubbish. Yeah. And the guy says to me, right, we've received our normal phone call. Someone with a gun is going to come down to the office and yeah. get their stuff. Uh, normal procedure, lock the door, don't answer it, <laughs> and call the police. Oh, yeah. So I went to lunch. And never came back. Wow! Good because for I you. thought, a they have a procedure for that. That means it <laughs> happens a lot. So that meant I wasn't going to risk my fifteen-year-old life. Weren't they lucky as well that the man phoned up and said, "I'm coming down. I've got a gun." Yeah, that's that's not often you get. You give that warning. But to be fair, he's lucky that the gun hadn't been taken away from him. Yeah, exactly. Because they're quite they're worth a few quid. Are you are you going to shoot a bear in the face, or are you going to aim for a leg? I'm going to kill it. Yeah, but are, are, are you going to do, do it humanely? Are you going to let it well. die of infection? Or are you going to go straight for the head? How can that, that bloke can't have a go at me for taking an animal out with one, possibly two, on a bad day, three shots, when he's going to let a fox wander around for weeks until he goes gangrenous and dies of insanity? I'm betting that bloke has a counter for how many wasps he kills each summer. Hey, there was a picture in uh, the Metro today, which oh. is a, a rubbish, uh, which is an excellent free newspaper. Maybe it wasn't the Metro, it might have been the Standard. Anyway, in China... They had this um, bee beard contest, right? You know what a bee beard is, yeah? Yeah, I'm familiar with its work. <gasps> OK, hiccups. So it's when you get a beard made out of bees, right? Yeah. And there was this poor soul covered in 16 kilograms, it may be, I don't know, of bees. 
Is, is that a lot of beans? Is 16 kilograms a lot? Well, yeah. I mean, right, that's, that's, that's what? That's 16 bags of sugar? 16 kilograms of beer, of beers. Bees. 16 kilograms of beards. Bees. A beard. There's a lot of bees on a Chinese fella. I saw it in the paper. Hack that! Radio. Don't forget now, dear listener, that we, and by we I mean me, Eloise, and you, we've got a show pen pal, a proper pen pal. It's Amy in Sweden, and I need you to write her letters, otherwise this isn't going to work, and she's going to feel lonely. We'll let you type them. If you want to type them, you can type them, but we want letters sent to us that we will then send off to her in a big bundle of letters. And you can have, like... What do you normally put in letters to pen pals? Pictures of your pets? Pictures of your kids or your brothers and sisters? You can write what you've been up to, your favourite foods, things that you like doing, bands that you've been to see, stuff like that. And this is genuine. We need you to do it, otherwise Amy is going to be a bit lonely. And then she's going to write back to us and we're going to read her letter out and it'll be, it'll be lovely, won't it? Yeah, of course it will. Now, if you want to um, write to her, and we're going to put the, the address on the Facebook page. It's on there at the moment. We're going to put it on, on, on the top of the Facebook page as a subject. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Ian Lee Show. But the address is Penpal Amy, care of Ian Lee, Absolute Radio, 1 Golden Square, W1F9DJ. Penpal Amy, care of Ian Lee, Absolute Radio, 1 Golden Square, London, W1F9DJ. Uh, we're going to put that on the Facebook page. Um, and this is genuine. We need, even if you just want to scribble a quick note. I'm getting into writing thank you notes. Because now, now I've got a little boy, you have to write thank you notes for everything, because it's polite. And um, my niece and nephew came round at the weekend, six and, uh, no, three and six, respectively. And I hadn't got my birthday presents off them, right? Uh, and that was a month ago. So I got, I got birthday presents on Sunday. It was awesome. And Dylan, my six-year-old nephew, fair play to him, right? He's brilliant. He had made, with the help of his mum, but it was all his choice... Like a mix CD. And he put some good stuff on there. The first song, right? I'm not a fan of The Doors. But the first song was a mashup of Blondie and The Doors. It went half good. Another song was on there that um, was not a song I particularly listened to, but because he put it on the CD, it made me think, oh, fair play. He knows what he's, he's six. He's got, he's got pretty good taste in music. Pretty hip taste in music. I need a dollar, dollar, dollar is what I need. Do you know that song, Eloise? Yeah. It's a big hit, isn't it? Yeah, Allo Black. Allo you. I need a dollar, dollar, dollar. He put that on. What else did he put on there? He put on some songs that we play on here. He's got, for a six-year-old, right? I was expecting to be like Heads and Shoulders and Yellow Submarine. He got some good stuff on there. Fair play, that young man. So I've bought some thank you cards. I must write them tomorrow and send some thank you cards. So I'm, I'm into writing letters and cards and things. So do send us letters to pa- pass on to um, our Pemper. Pemper Amy, care of Ian Lee, Absolute Radio, One Golden Square, London, W1F 90J. Let's go all the way to Dublin to Nick Roche. Hello, Nick. Hello, Ian. And you've just been speaking about an infant educating you in the world of music. Exactly, so. It's, it's, sometimes it's the best way. Well, well in, in, in 
some ways that's why I've turned to you because I see you kind of maybe mentally as an infant but, Thank you. but, but musically no, no, as a giant no, 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 and uh, no, no. I, I think I think I've kind of discovered the kinks this weekend and I think I need you to take my hand Don't be rude mate someone of... discovered them about 47 years ago Yeah it was me via the gift of the time travel Via the gift of the time travel which is the time travel of course is one of the greatest genres in yeah, film because you have lent me that book in the future I don't know if you know that Yes oh uh, yes and I, 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 you you <laughs> you never give it back to me yeah, we know how it ends, don't we? Yeah, exactly. Tra- but yeah, so I, saw, I saw these Kings. Did you see the Kings documentaries? On the I Sky Plus them, and I watched the Dave Davis one because I like Dave, I like Dave Davis. He's he's, he's brilliant, and he's had a stroke, and he's you know he's, he doesn't look. He, he, considering what he's been through, he looks well, but you can yeah. tell he's he's been troubled. But fascinating, absolutely fascinating, because no one ever interviews Dave Davis. No, I well, mean, well, I, this, I'd heard the Dave Davis interview with you. If with us, and, and yeah. Eloise, Eloise like, sorted that out, and total kudos to her. She gets excellent guests, but to get Dave Davis uh, was was I, I thought a coup. Dave Davis and Mike Nesmith. Two of the best guests you've got, Eloise. So well done. Thank you. Thanks. You're she's welcome. Pretty good, isn't she? She's, really? she's pretty good, but let's not get her yeah, away. Yeah, you know. yeah. I like to, I like to be a little bit mean to her because then it keeps her on a toe. She keeps trying to impress me. If I keep oh, going around saying how good she actually is, she'll mm. sit back chomping on a fat cigar and never do anything ever again. So chomping, you know. you're trumping. Well, trumping it would possibly be. Well, so I saw the Dave Davis. Uh, I didn't watch the Kinks at the BBC yet, and I watched the first ten minutes of the Ray Davis Imagine program. Well, yeah, because I'm, I'm halfway through that myself at the moment, and it's just it's just all a bit affecting. I'd never really kind of listened to all mm. the Kinks in one big chunk mm. before. I knew that they, all their songs, you know, desperately were really good. But yeah, they're good. Yeah, it's quite quite affecting. Some of their stuff is rubbish. Their seventies stuff, a lot of it is rubbish. Although I'm one of the I'm in the minority in that I think the Schoolboys in Disgrace album is actually pretty good. No but one else that's does. That's kind of what I'm coming to you. To, to, to ask what, where, where should I start you want albums yeah yeah my favourite favourite Kinks album uh, of all yeah. time and it's overlooked is Arthur right Arthur's a great album it's got Victoria on there which is my favourite Kinks song it's a good one uh, and it's it, 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 I think it's I think it's a cracking album it's a li- it's, it's slightly hard work but it's worth the effort yeah, because yeah, I mean, so some of the stuff is like clappy happy 60s sort of stuff yeah. and it's like yeah. uh, not my bag but then you know, the, 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 the cream shines through. Is that, is that a mixed analogy? It is, isn't it? But it's the, the, shiny cream. From, shiny cream. From Ray and Dave. Uh, Village Green Preservation Society is kind of seen as their masterpiece, although it's not my favourite, really. really? really? Lola... Have, you, have you heard a song called Scattered? Have you heard that? Um, it's from, like, their 1993 album. 1993? Yeah, they're on, they showed a clip. I don't want to spoil your, your uh, kinks of the BBC, but they showed a clip of them at the BBC, at Jules Holland in 1993, playing, like, a then-new song called Scattered. And yeah, it was quite, quite. It was one of the one of the many times during the evening I sort of teared up a little bit. I kinda... don't know that one. I should. Uh, well, I look forward to. to... Well, yeah, it might, might not have the same effect, but you know, just you know, waterless on certain days, and and then just the, the direct use of the Davis Brothers. You're just like, oh, it's all a bit much, you know. It's, They're good. They are good. Man, there's a kink song here I've never heard on the system. This is called Father Christmas. Hang on a second. Oh, it's brilliant. I've never heard this. Oh, it's a Christmas song. It's amazing. Here we go. Let's have a listen for a second. It's not one of their best. Oh, I tell you, what, we, we will end with we'll end with this time tomorrow, which is the song I think that Dave Davis sings at the end of the Dave Davis documentary. We'll play ah. that because that's a great song. Good, yes, that's a, it's a good way to end end it then. But uh, also another good album is uh, Lola versus uh, what is it called? Lola versus Power Man and the Money Go Round. That's a good album. Okay, yeah, 
Lola, what a song as well. I mean, yeah. you hear it all the time, but then kind of when you stop and think about it, it's like, that, that's some brilliant stuff. When, listen, this is, I'm a big fan of, of listening to songs that have become cliches as though it's the first time I've heard them. Go and listen to Good Vibrations, right, and imagine you've never heard it before. It is amazing. I, I did that with Daydream Believer. When I was going to say that. On, that's another one to do, yeah. On one of your LBC shows. And it was sort of like, you know, you're not supposed to play music, and then you play this song. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. It's gonna it's taking me away from Barry and Vinny for a few yeah, minutes. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just overcome by yeah, it, you know. Because yeah. it, it's, it's, it's you think it's like a trite wedding song almost, yeah, you know. And exactly. Then, no, it's, it's perfect. If you listen, if you because what, what you do is you hear a song a few times, or it's like Daydream Believer, you hear it a mm. million times, and your brain switches off to it, and it becomes wallpaper. But if you sit down and say, right, for the next two minutes, 40, Five seconds. I'm actually going to listen to this. It's amazing. It's but a good. You have to be in the right mood as well. Yeah. It, 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 it's hard to force that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you need that song to kind of yeah. like kind of come up behind you and sort of chloroform you, and suddenly you're in its grasp. And, I yeah. wish I, when I went and saw um, Ray Davis uh, a few weeks ago at the Royal Festival Hall playing the complete Village Green album with a, a hundred-piece oh. choir and the London Philharmonic Orchestra. I, I pray to God they recorded it because it was amazing. It's not my favourite album. But yeah. it, with the with the orchestra behind it and a few new arrangements, it was amazing. And I guess the thing is, with people the age they are, you kind of take what you can get from them at this stage as well. Right, listen, I go and see... Uh, every time Brian Wilson plays, I go and see him because you never know, know. what's going to happen. You never know. Are you frothing, are you frothing about a smile? Oh, yo, when is that? That's August, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, a smile is being released. Do you know, I, I have probably got most of the stuff they're going to release anyway I'm on sure bootleg have, in yeah. various forms. To have it in a beautiful box with a... I'm sure there's going to be a great booklet with it. And so it's you gonna... know you have it because I think he's been looking for it for yeah, a while. Yeah, well, exactly. I've, I have got the smile tapes. Nick, let me talk to you, mate. Thank you for getting... I, oh, I know it's brilliant. an effort to get through, but thank you very much. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, 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 bye. There we go. Well, it was fun, wasn't it? If you missed the kink stuff on on, uh, on uh, BBC4 on Friday, that was great. Right, I'm going through. I'm going through a bit of a Kinks thing again. Every now and then, I just, I just go. Oh, the Kinks are a good band, aren't they? That's it, uh, dear listener. That is your. Lo- Who's in tomorrow? Is it Izzy? Yes. Izzy Sooty is coming in yep. tomorrow, um, which will be fun because I think she's hilarious. Um, so that'd be good. Uh, Wednesday, I'm off, and then we have Puppetry of the Penis coming in on. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to come in the studio with me, Eloise. I can't. I can't have two. I'm assuming it's two Winkles. Yeah. I can't have two Winkles literally a foot away from me on my own. <laughs> You come in, but you've got to you've got to sit on your hands, okay? What else would no, be doing? No grabbing. I know what you're like when you see a penis. No grabbing. <laughs> All right, for goodness' sakes. Uh, good work tonight, Eloise. Well done. Thanks, bye. So, Mark Crossy up next. Yes. That'll do, won't it? What a song to end on. The Kinks. This time tomorrow. Oh man, this is great. This is what it's. This is what it feels like to be alive.